today we are taking it to the streets of New York City. It is New York Comic Con 2023. I attended. I was there all four days. The the, the great talent that I met with, the, the historical, legendary talent that that that, that walked through my booth. The the comic books I pursued, the original art, the 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 pursuit of my all-time grail. Just what in the heck is going on with comic books anyway? It was hopping, it was popping at New York Comic Con, and I bring it to you, all of it, today on an all-new episode of Rob Observations. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Rob Observations. I am your host, Rob Liefeld. I make the comic books, make the comic book characters. Deadpool, Cable, X-Force, Youngblood helped launch Image Comics, the third largest uh, comic book company in the world, in North America. Rockin' and sockin' it since, since 1992. Launched Image Comics uh, with its first uh, ever comic book, Youngblood. Drawn thousands of comic book pages, published almost thousands of my own comic books, and just love comics like nothing else. A good comic book trumps a great movie to me. Yes, your face just melted because you're like, but, but, Endgame, Winter Soldier, whatever. Uh, I'm just a comic book guy. I love comic books, but watching comic books explode across all of pop culture my, during my entire lifetime has been an experience I'm bringing to you here through this show Rob observations we have covered all manner of decades and eras and and, and in, in, in individual years our eras series breaks down comics music movies television of of that particular era uh, again i i started pulling comic books off the rack when i was seven years old at the liquor store the 7-eleven the, the the grocery store it became my passion and let me tell you something i got to share that passion this last weekend with a few felt like 100,000 people, oh, way over 100,000 people. We're, we're, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I don't know what that minimal, um, um, the, 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 the you know, minimal amount of people that that place fits, but let's go 125, maybe 130. I don't know. I'm talking about the New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con just dominates for an entire week. I just returned. I am going to walk you through my Comic Con comic-con experience because when you arrive at a comic-con you you just don't know you don't know what is going to uh walk through you by you what pieces of history are you going to encounter what pieces of history are going to walk you know right up to you i'm going to share all of that today as i am back from new york and new york comic-con and it was a blast. It was awesome. I had so much fun. The very best time. The best vibes. I go to New York Comic Con. is the only show that I travel to. And by travel to, I mean get on a plane now for three years. I don't get on a plane and go to a convention uh, for any, any other uh, event outside of California. I haven't for the last three years. I was doing store signings. That was really my key coming out of the pandemic. and. Thank you to so many of the different stores that came up to me this week uh, who got money from the drawings that I did to support comic stores during the pandemic. It was a really weird time. I wanted to pitch in. I wanted to help out. And uh, what I did, for those of you unf unfamiliar, was I drew a picture that went up 
for auction every day. And that money was paid directly by the person who won the auction. That, that money was paid directly to the store that I would designate, you know, Texas, Indiana, uh, Sacramento, Montana, Wyoming, you know, wherever we designated the, the, the store of the day, the person that bought the, the, the picture would send it. So the money never came into my possession. I did not uh, encounter the money, but once the payment was done, we sent the art then directly to the winner. And it was so great that, that so many different stores came up and expressed their uh, just enthusiasm and gratitude, which they don't need to express to me. I'm so happy to have helped. I love comic books. I, I, I knew the comic book stores were hurting and we had to rally around them and we had to do something. And I am uh, so very happy. Uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars found its ways to, found its way, ways to stores during that time. And, 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 and for some of them said, Rob, you have no idea. It was crucial. It was crucial in helping me retain my staff and, uh, and, and, just, and just keeping the lights on during that crazy time. So coming out of the pandemic, I then focused on stores as doing signings. And I've, I've covered here before also. I just want to get this out of here. If I come to your store, you're not paying for anything. You're not paying for me to fly. You're not pay, paying for a car. You're not paying to put me up in a hotel room. I, I incur all those costs. All I ask is that you let me sell my stuff and some packages. And we did that. And when we kicked that off in Florida and Texas of, of 2021 and 2022, it was phenomenal. The response was phenomenal. We would land in a state and then canvas that, sca- that state. M- m- myself and Dave Hong, who on online is called Key Collectibles. You guys dig him. He's the greatest. He is the greatest wingman. We uh, canvassed wh- wh- whichever state that we decided to focus on. We fed another we fit, we fit a few stores in, from California and in, in Arizona in during that time, but I have really abandoned uh, comic conventions by and large for the last three years. I, I go to the, uh, you know, the one big show is New York. And then of course the monster, the, 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 the megaopolis of comic books in the summer, San Diego Comic-Con, because that's just, I would just drive there for a weekend anyway. It's in my backyard. It's like 80 minutes away, so so I don't technically count that. I've, I've, expre- I've expressed to you all here on the show in the past how much my family absolutely loves San Diego Comic-Con, and and, and my, my kids grew up just loving it and, and probably helped me fall more in love with it again. But New York Comic-Con is the big show to go to for the number one reason that I am going to promote uh, what I am doing alongside thousands of comic book, cre- comic book creators who are doing the same. And so that was the mission statement. That is... That is the uh, that 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 is really the end game of what we're out to do. I sign once a day uh, in the incredible artist alley. What New York has that that no one else has is the single blue ribbon A plus uh, top top flight artist alley. There is nothing like it. It is a convention in and of, in it and unto itself. Uh, over the years, the word's gotten out. The people are there. The people want to buy. They want to buy the prints, the original art. They want to buy sketches, commissions. They want to buy signatures. All of that is true. All of that is was was one hundred percent on display this last week in New York, uh, in in the Artist Alley at New York Comic Con, and and so word's gotten out. It's gotten more packed. Space is harder to come by. It is one of the most competitive arenas because everybody wants you uh, to buy their stuff. When I was in Dubai. Two years ago, we went to old Dubai, the, 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 
I travel with two friends and one of my friends is like, we, we've got to get out of this, you know, because the, the primary Dubai is such a futuristic looking city and said, let's go to old Dubai. And old Dubai looks like, you know, where Indy uh, loses Marion in the original Raiders of the Lost Ark. All those little markets and they're, spe- they're, they're, they're selling tons and tons of spices. Okay, they're, 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 they're selling spices and, 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 and fruits and, and aromas and, and uh, perfumes. This is literally what you are walking through, and everyone has the same thing. I, I kid you not, and we would, and we would like kid ourselves that is the is the same investor buying ten straight booths, twenty straight booths, but they're all they all have the exact same assortment. And it's different guys, and they're waving their bags of spice and their perfumes out at you. They want you to buy it from them, not anybody else. Well, welcome to Artist Alley, New York Comic Con. You are in old Dubai. Everybody has their prints, their art, their comics. They are coming at you. They want to interact with you. They want you to support their work, to discover their work. And so it is a bustling, just incredible uh, uh uh, just experience the energy is crack a lack and i am telling you the energy is crack a lack and it is it is fantastic but to get to new york city first you got to travel to new york city so here's the deal we're going to go on a little bit of a stream of consciousness of my, my experience of my trip my show and we're going to start it right at this very minute with my recap of my new york comic-con we we, we flew in on tuesday to get settled we uh there's there's a hotel my wife and i just adore of course i'm bringing my wife i love my wife Joy is beautiful. She is funny. She is uh, just adventurous. She she she's whip smart. She is my uh, my ride or die, and 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 so of course she is coming with me. No kids this time. Every single year we have brought one of the kids in in an adult form, but this year left them all behind. Uh, just just me and the misses, and we're going to be there for a week. So we get in, we settle in, and on Wednesday there's really no prep work to do. So we just went went out and we attacked the city the entire time I am waiting on director uh, Philip J. Silvera, who you saw the blood strike footage that we, we, we debuted. We showed you one minute of a much longer clip and we wanted to tease that. And, and, and Philip and I had decided that, that Thursday would be when we would make the, 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 the drop, get out in front of everything else. And, and all the other people who are scrambling to make similar, like-minded, or I mean like-minded, just, just comic book-related, you know, releases, drops, news. So, so, so we're just going to try and get ours out first and foremost. And he said that he would have it for me uh, at the end of the day. So, so he kept texting me updates. It's fantastic. Phil is the coolest guy, obviously, as you saw, the, the most talented guy. But a couple of the times I'm going to stop what I'm doing during this day, during this Wednesday, and check out what he sent me. But the uh, primary mission of the day is we are going to go to this marketplace in, in a region called Dumbo in Brooklyn. But to do that, we're going to cross the Brooklyn Bridge. We are going to be touristas. We are going to do the tourist thing because we love that walk. We love that bridge. It is, it is uh, just, just magnificent. The sights, the scope, the scale of the city. It, you just can't help but take it in, breathe it in. It is just a wonder. I've done it a couple times. Joy has done it a couple times with uh, either my other kids or friends that she meets in the city the last couple of years because I don't think I did the Brooklyn Bridge since 2019, but we did it. We uh, we got there. We we love. We honestly love taking the subways. And uh, so we we got in the subway. We got to our destination. We popped out. We 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 uh, got out. And the first thing that Joy and I had noticed 
more so than even last year, is that New York City is all the way back, all the way back post-pandemic. There's a lot of, you know, uh, discussion and, and trust me, a couple of our, our waiters and I'll, and I'll share that later, but a couple of them would, would just weigh in, start talking to, uh, uh, to us about how they perceive New York City having changed and, and, and maybe some of their concerns, but the, the, the foot traffic, the, uh, the, 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 the crowds, the, the retail operations being open, less empty storehouses, New York City is, is popping. And, and so, so the bridge, we noticed so many more vendors I did than 2019, uh, passing so many of them. And, and honestly, I'm going to tell you right now, you know, it, again, like old Dubai, like New York City Artist Alley, everybody is selling you the same thing as you are walking up to a prepared to cross the Brooklyn Bridge. They are waving their Statue of Liberty, liberties at you. They are waving their uh, miniature statuettes of, of the actual bridge itself. And I said, dude, if that was made of chocolate, I would buy it. I would <laughs> I said, dude, I would, I would eat that if it was chocolate. Of course, it, it, it couldn't sustain itself. It would have melted early in the morning. And so, of course, they can't make things of chocolate. But it's, not, it's really not out of the realm of possibility that someone somewhere needs to bring a giant refrigerator and just say, dude, uh, this is for you. This is your chocolate Statue of Liberty that you can consume or your chocolate Brooklyn Bridge that you can consume on your way across the actual Brooklyn, Brooklyn Bridge. But man, I mean, literally... 30, 40 vendors selling exactly identical, the same thing, which meant, which again, uh, had me processing, are these all backed by the same people? But the one thing I said to my wife, I said, these people are ballers. They get up at the crack of dawn. They've got their hand carts. They travel here with their bikes, uh, their, their, their transports, they park and they set up. And because on the way back, again, you know, I, I, mad respect. It is like a Comic Con every single day. And I had mad respect because on the way back, they were doing just that. They were breaking their stuff down. They were putting it in their, their carts. They were ready to close it down and to renew, renew, uh, you know, bright and early the next morning. We made it over the bridge to the market. My wife promised me, I, I said to her, are, you, are, are we going to experience the over delivering or the under delivering of this incredible experience? And of course, I'm going to get right to it. Uh, it was an, an, an incredible food hall. I mean, the nicest, one of the, if not the nicest food hall I have ever been in. And after perusing all the different options, my wife got these amazing uh, Indian style uh, uh, tacos. Uh, like, like just, you know, they looked amazing. And, 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 I, and maybe for one minute, I was second guessing my own selection. But if you are going to... Uh, have a food hall that says you have the world's greatest hot dog. I am going to order the world's greatest hot dog in order to eat the world's greatest hot dog. And let me tell you something. I did eat the world's greatest hot dog and it was, in fact, I'm telling you the best hot dog I had, I've ever had. I don't know that it was the world's greatest, but it got me. It hooked me. Uh, I, 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 I saved one last bite. I said, you got to try this, babe. You got to try this to Joy. Joy said, oh my gosh, that, that, is that sweet relish? And I mean, the, the bun, the, the actual dog itself, the condiments, the, the sweet mustard, the relish. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, I do feel like I had the world's greatest hot dog in the world's greatest food hall uh, in the Dumbo district. Uh, I think it's called Two Markets. Oh my gosh. It was fantastic. We went up to the rooftop. We hung out. Uh, we, 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 we sat on the giant bench area, took in the sun, took some pictures, had some chats, walked around. Uh, debated getting some desserts, decided against it, headed back over the Brooklyn Bridge. Then my wife said, you've got to go see the 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 monument to the World Trade Center. And I got to tell you, I, oh man, I did not, 
I, I, I just I try and avoid the heavy because I know I get I get too touched. And even now I'm trying to, I'm trying not to get choked up. But we did it. It was only ten blocks from the Brooklyn Bridge. My kids have all been there. My wife has been there multiple times, and I was blown away by the enormity of this monument. I was fortunate enough to go to the World Trade Center many times. My wife and I have pictures of us on top of the World Trade Center in the uh, mid-90s. I went to the top of the World Trade Center with other combo professionals in the early 90s. We went to the co- top of the uh, World Trade Center uh, with, 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 uh, with just all sorts of manner of friends. It was something that I had been atop and looked out uh, upon that incredible gaze. And, 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 and of course, 9-11 struck me just like it struck you. It, 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 it horrified me and then uh, it, it, it terrified me. And then I, I, I grew to respect and, and uh, just honor the fallen. And each and every year around this time, this entire season of fall, I, I think of those men and women and the sacrifice that they put forth. And seeing that giant monument was just like, it just, it, it, it did absolutely overwhelm me. So we sat there uh, and, and, and for a good 20 minutes, just looked around, walked around, took it in, uh, enjoyed it. And, 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 and really just grew. And what I mean by enjoyed it, enjoyed the honor, enjoyed the monument. You guys in New York City did them proud. That is one hell of a monument, one, one hell of a testimony. It's never going to bring those incredibly brave people back, but what an honor to their families, their memories. And so it was, it was just great to kind of in the late afternoon experience that. Joy being the subway whiz that she was said, this is where we, what we do to get back. We got back. We were going out with a friend. Uh, from the comic book industry, who is going to go unnamed. I'm not going to tell you everybody I'm hanging with um, off-site, but we went out to dinner to one of our favorite uh, Italian restaurants nearby. We've, I, I, we've been staying at the same place, uh, with the exception of one year. We've been staying at the same place since 2015. And we have gotten to know uh, this Italian restaurant. One time, having pizza, uh, Jay Leno, the, the nighttime talk show host Jay Leno, walked right by us and right up into his private room and I'm like, okay, well, somebody likes likes the Italian and the pizza here. So we jawed away with our friend in the comic book industry and uh, kind of talked about what was to come it, 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 with Thursday looming, the, the, the official opening of the show. We, we talked shop. We talked uh, kind of events of the comics industry since San Diego. It was great. We thoroughly enjoyed hanging out with you. And then when we returned uh, to the hotel, it was time to, uh, to kind of just wrap it up. It had been a long day and get ready for what was to come next. And by this, I met my little blood strike footage, which Phil had sent me. And I'd been stepping off to the side a couple times during the day, Brooklyn Bridge, uh, both, both times and checking it. And Phil said, Rob, we are ready to go. I sat down. I, I, I prepared to do the write-up that I was going to post on Instagram. And I wanted to make sure that everything that I wrote up was something that, that the director would agree with. We had originally had some outlets that were going to break it. I thought that was inorganic. I thought that wasn't uh, as, 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 as attuned to what we like to, you know, how we like to connect with you, the fan. So I, I wrote what I was going to put on my Instagram the very next morning. None of you knew that we had a blood strike movie that we were trying to get made. Uh, none of you knew that I had a studio deal for that exact same movie. Back in April, I pulled out of it to gain more control because control is everything. I put my faith and my belief in, in, in the work that I was doing with Phil, all of the, uh, visionary stuff that Phil was pulling off rather than uh, studio executives at this time. It, they'll, they'll, they'll be time to ally with them later. But again, the importance of this could not be inundated 
uh, I could not be inundated, could not be underscored, scratch inundated. And just this entire episode, just realize I have had four hours of sleep. I have just woken up. I've got to get this into my engineer, my product, my, uh, my producer so that you guys have a observations uh, for Tuesday. So, so, so excuse me for some of the, some of the miscues and, uh, and, and I'm just going to keep powering on through the blood strike drop. Of course, I sat there second guessing. I, I touched on some of this in, in a previous episode. I was second guessing. I was scared. You know, are people going to really understand this is a proof of concept? You know, again, if you go on YouTube and you, you look at, as I have, and, 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 and I have since this weekend, the, the Deadpool leaked footage from 2014, that, that's the comparison in terms of quality. It has also got that kind of video game aspect because it's not actors. It's not, a, it's not actors in costumes. It's both instances are stunt men performing and then uh, clothes and, and, and gear and weaponry put in through a digital fashion. So it really is, you know, you then compare that exact same footage from Deadpool to the live action and you're going to see the difference. You're going to see you know, that that really was just a proof of concept, just a a really glorified, slick storyboard. And that's what we looked to share with you guys, but I was up all night wondering, is this going to land? Are people even going to be interested in this in any capacity whatsoever? And let me just tell you that I woke up the next day and I woke up super early and and maybe four hours early and five to six, six to seven, seven to eight. And I was like, well, I said I'd do it at 10, which is seven back home. I almost released it at nine, but uh, we let her rip. Uh, Thursday morning, we hit the button, we uploaded the blood strike to the Instagram, to the social medias, and thank you, it exploded. It absolutely exploded. As I was recording the podcast for Friday, that was Thursday morning while this was all happening. So by the time I'm done with the podcast and I wrap it up and I'm getting ready to go over to the show, I am reading all of the tremendous coverage uh, that that the media has given and that you fans have, have, have put forth. And some of you heard about Bloodstrike for the first time. Uh, I, I, good luck. I, I wish you all the best getting those comics, getting those copies, uh, familiarizing your, your, yourself with the world of Cabot and Foreplay and Deadlock and Project Born Again. And I, and I am so thrilled that you liked what Phil did. It is his talents on display, his incredible uh, talent, both in front of and behind the camera as he directed and constructed that entire blood strike drop. So that was on the way. I couldn't believe the response from you, the fans, a lot of people who are like, I don't know who these characters are, but I would see this in a heartbeat. People responded to the R-rated intensity, the more adult uh, nature of what we were doing. And trust me, we are only scratching the surface of what we are going to try and, 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 and get under that R rating when we move forward with this. So lots more to come on the blood strike front. I will get to that as we go, but it was time to head to the show. I uh, jetted over to the actual uh, Javits Center, got my car, got, got, got dropped off, uh, got, wanted to get there a little early to kind of take in the lay of the land, see what original art and what comic books were on display. I'm going to tell you right now, my hunt for Hulk 181, a high-graded copy, is going to dominate uh, the, the, the rest of this show. It's going to come. It's going to weave in. It's going to weave out. But I'm taking you with with me on this journey but i get there i have to say hi to all the different art dealers introduce myself see what they've got a lot of them wait until the show to break out some of the uh new stuff that they've been hiding that, they, that they've been concealing that they want to you know draw eyeballs draw attention to their booths so i went and saw all of the key uh really players in the original art business they're great guys i do business with all of them uh, they have been so good to me as i have been building my collection collection over the years and I saw a bunch of new stuff, 
but nothing that I was truly ready to yet pull the trigger on. I then did a quick survey of Hulk 181s of where certain ones would be located, but the time was running short. So I only really got to go to three different booths and I saw a couple of nines and a couple of eight O's. And I asked one person what their eight O was going for because so right now you need to know I have a Hulk 181. I have two of them. I have them graded and they're um, one's a five, one's a seven. I am, I am seeking to go to the eight and to the nine place. Okay. But, but again, I got a budget. I have to justify this in my, in my head to my family, <laughs> you know? So, so, so I, I ask one guy's got an eight O he says, this is 7,500. I said, okay, great. Thank you. Great price. Thank you for interacting with me. I, I tell him, honestly, I'm shopping. I go one booth over. They have an eight O. I said, how much is yours? They're like, that's 7,000. So I have already just crossing aisles dropped $500 in price, but I got to go. I got to go downstairs. I got to prepare. I've got to meet you, uh, the fans who have bought VIP packages. And, and, and we have said, I'm going to be there at 3 PM. I am there at 3 PM. I go down at 2.45. I, I meet with a couple of people who wanted to chat, other professionals. Again, I'm going to conceal some of those identities. Some of them I'm not because the thing that blows me away is right before we are about to hit the green light and go on Thursday, an absolute industry legend is standing in front of me. He has walked up to the head of my booth, the top of the, the, the booth. And if you, you, you really couldn't miss us. We were at the top of the head of uh, Artist Alley right when you come come down. Jeff at Hot Flips, thank you again. Thank you again for hosting me. Every year you are so generous, so kind, uh, so encouraging. And you gave us this enormous space for us to work with. Uh, Dave Hong had done his, his usual incredible, impeccable setup. But I am looking across from a gentleman that I have encountered before. I met him at the Dallas Fantasy Fair in 1995. We were both waiting to get uh, the, the, the same transport to the show. And, and, and when I tell you that this one, this man is one of the last legends of an age, don't just don't, don't even think about disputing me. I am uh, across from, from my shelf right now. I can see all of the trade paperbacks, all of the hardcovers and the artist editions of his work that I have. His peers were Neil Adams, John Romita Sr., Stan Lee, yes, even Jack Kirby, Gil Kane, the Titans of the Silver Age as the Bronze Age, all the way up to where the Bronze Age was about to dawn. John Buscema. Uh, and, and, and realistically, he is one of the last men standing, and he is a titan. I have done dedicated podcasts on this man's work in regards to one of the biggest movie franchises, the, one of the biggest motion picture franchises of all space and time, and that is Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones. Who was the artist? the illustrator, the creator that both Steven Spielberg and George Lucas turned to when they wanted to conceptualize the world of Indiana Jones and the world of Raiders of the Lost Ark. They went to Jim Steranko. Jim Steranko, whose work on Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. and then subsequent issues of Captain America literally tilted comics on its side and turned it upside down. He was probably the most direct precursor to what we do at Image Comics. He was going to put large, giant figures on the side of his pages. He was going to break panel borders. He understood the importance of a giant double-page spread. This guy splashed with the best of everyone, and he never looked back. He was a trailblazer. He changed the dynamics. He 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 changed he changed the uh, uh, the 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 different aspects of media that he put on the page. And this is back in the like late '60s. Okay, this is this is 
stuff that, that just people weren't just pushing the envelope in any way, shape, or form the way Jim was. Neil Adams speaks of Jim Steranko, spoke of Jim Steranko with awe and reverence. I know this because I went out to, to dinner and meals with Neil Adams where he would share, uh, you know, the guys that truly he dug and the guys that he truly respected. Uh, Jim also, uh, you know, did, did, did some very memorable X-Men work, but he is standing right in front of me. He, he, he had greeted me with the same enthusiasm in 1995 when he told me in 1995, he goes, Hey, you, you're me. You're me now. That's who you are. When a legend uh, gives you that kind of compliment, you remember it. It lands. It sinks. I saw Jim about six years ago at San Diego. And as I do with so many of the people that have inspired me, I wanted to get a picture to commemorate, uh, you know, that I knew that I touched this man, that I, that, I, that I experienced this person. And Jim, again, was very gracious. Now, Jim is very finicky about having pictures taken. That is something that the entire industry knows. So I wasn't ready yet at this point in time to ask him for a photo, but he is standing right in front of me. I said, Jim, Jim Steranko, what are you doing? And he leans in and he boldly uh, makes a statement towards me that on the flight home, I debated back and forth. Am I going to share it with you guys? And I am, I am, I don't care. He said, Rob leans in. He says, everybody in this room should be kissing your ass for all that you have done for the comics industry. And in that moment, I was overwhelmed. I was embarrassed. And of course, uh, I felt, again, ashamed. Like, oh, no, no, no. Because many people in this room aren't, aren't going to agree with that, even though the, 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 the impact of Image Comics and what, what happened with Image Comics and the fact that the Image Comics initiative started with me. And when I mean initiative, it was like, I was go. I was go. I didn't need to be convinced. I was go. That is, I, I've said it before. There is a reason that there is a three-month gap in the catalog between any other books being solicited for image comics, because in fact, no one was certain they all had to be convinced. I didn't need to be convinced. I didn't need anybody to convince me to be image comics, to do image comics. I was image comics. And so we took off and Youngblood launched and it sat there for three months because nothing else was following it because everybody else had to be convinced. They had to come around. It took months in one person's case, almost nine months to get the original crew together. But when Jim said that to me, I was so honored because this is a titan. This is a legend. I said, thank you, sir. Thank you. He said, I'm serious. I'm serious. The work you've done, the inroads that you've made for this industry with all your moves, he goes, this industry owes you. And I said, Jim, look, I, I really do. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And then I launched into... Jim, you are the last of your age. And he said, Rob, it's been a tough year. Neil Adams, John Romita Sr., it's been tough. I, I do feel like I'm one of the last. And, and I felt that emotion. I felt that weight. I, I don't know what that would even be like to have watched so many of these other amazing titans who they really turned comic books on its ass. They were the beginning of the new modern age that would dawn throughout the Bronze Age and continue to me and my, my fellow image founders and everybody in the 90s. And so uh, it was just so great. And I was so excited. I asked him where he was. He told me he, where, where he's going to be located. And I said, Jim, I know you normally don't take photos. Could I? For you, I'll take a photo. For you, let's do a photo. I walked over. 
and I stood in the grandeur of this great man. This incredible man, uh, again, if you are not familiar with Steranko, one he's a last name guy, kind of like a lot of us, like the Liefeld, the McFarlane, last name guy. You just know it. You just know it. It's comic books. But his is the best. His is the best. Steranko. It's got such a great weight to it. So I don't know, man. I just, I just feel like that's the way to start a comic con. You can't dial that stuff up. You can't plan on being greeted by one of the all-time greats and him telling you his own personal gratitude uh, towards your, in this case, my career. I was so appreciative. I was so emboldened. It was like the, the, the uh, you know how they have that different person who comes in and rings the bell and, and, and gets, gets, Wall, gets Wall Street you know, off and running. I felt like Jim Steranko came over and he rang my bell. A uh, literal god of comic books had blessed me and blessed the start of New York Comic Con, and 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 we took those photos, and we were off, and we hugged, and he has the best handshake. Everyone will tell you that he has the best handshake, and he returned to his place, and I, I literally felt like I was Moses on Mount Sinai, you know, Ten Commandments, the voice of God, the fireballs are just flying past me, you know, writing on the stone, giving me the tablets. That's what it felt like. It there could there could not have been any better launch to my own personal New York Comic Con than that visit by Jim Steranko. I am so honored. Thank you, Jim. So yeah, J- Jim Steranko blessed me. And you know what? Here's the deal. If, if, you, if, if maybe, you know, there's a hundred of you out there that said, Rob, Rob he, did, he, he did the same thing to us. He walked up to us and he gave us the same admonishment and said the, in the entire industry should be kissing our ass. I'm open to it. I'm open to it. If that happens, I, I'm open to it. Let me know. Uh, that, that would even make the story better. But again, what an honor. And what a way to start it off. So we signed. And I met so many of you amazing people. And we signed on Thursday for three and a half hours. And I thought that was long. Uh, and, 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 and Thursday, so, so generally you, you, you always feel as, as, as someone who's appearing as, as talent or a creator, someone signing, you always kind of feel that the first day is the biggest day. And, and you'd be surprised. You go, but, but there's more people there on, there on Saturday. There's more people there, you know. On Friday, well, but but the first come people understand the game. First people, first come people want to uh, be first in line, take care of their you know first priorities, and and it's been my experience that generally the 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 Thursday of the four day show, the first day of any four or three day show is always the busiest. So I was amazed, and 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 three and a half hours. So many of you beautiful people. Uh, came up to me. Uh, I appreciate every single positive word you said about my career. And of course, this podcast, which again, I told my wife that night, I said, babe, it's the podcast. Everyone talks about the podcast. They love the show. They love the podcast. And as, and as, and as I've expressed to all of you, you are just rocking this show. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I met so many great, uh, uh, just people who have supported my career. I signed your comics, your statues, your statue bases, your action figures, your Funko Pops, your hats, your shirts, your trading cards. It was a blast when three and a half hours was over. And I, I, I do want to make this one thing to see, so you understand. A couple of you, maybe some of you who encountered me for the first time, you said, Rob, I can't believe uh, your stamina and that you're standing the whole time. So here, cat's out of the bag. Let me tell you, at the 35 at, at, at my recording before the intro, this is the 35-minute mark, I stand because you stand. I adopted a decade back that I will not sit. I stand because you stand. I want you to see because sometimes things take time and sometimes people have a number of 
items and they, they, they can't decide which, which ones to get signed. And then they want to add on a special chisel or a COA and that takes time. And that means you're standing in line longer and we never rush our customer. Please, I hope that you have never felt rushed. It is our pride and joy that we give you all the time in the world, but, but that means you're standing longer. So that means I'm standing with you. I want to stand as long as I am physically capable of standing. I want you to know that I'm standing. How many other creators are you encountering that are doing that? That doesn't make me better. It does not. I'm telling you why I stand. I'm just telling you, I feel, uh, I feel bad that you're standing in line. So I want to stand in consolidation with you, uh, in, 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 in solidarity, in solidarity. Sorry, I told you guys it's early, not consolidation. I'm, 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 I'm trying my best here this morning. So, so please, I'm standing in solidarity with you as you are waiting. I am waiting as you are standing. I am standing. I'm just not comfortable sitting. It looks like I'm relaxing. I'm chilling. I want you to know I am also standing. So there you go. So, so three and a half hours is over. I go, Hey man, I want to go through artist alley. I want to see some people. And I had seen that Eric Larson, one of my oldest peers of my own age, and I have just a tremendous affection. I did a kick-ass, he did a kick-ass, he did a kick-ass interview with us early in the first year of this podcast. And I just love Eric. He's quirky. He's, he's funny, uh, but he doesn't get out much. He does not travel. He, doesn't, he stopped coming to San Diego several years ago, but New York Comic Con is a show that he likes. And he announced on Facebook that, that like the day before, I'm going to be there. So I hightailed it over to see which aisle Eric Larson was on. And I arrived and I saw Eric Larson uh, drawing a full figure. He's already shared it. I've seen that he shared it. Uh, figure of Razorback, a, a, <laughs> uh, a, a Spider-Man villain. And I was just laughing. And I said, who are you drawing this for? And it was a man sitting next to him. And he said, me. And he says, do you want to draw one? And I said, no. And then Eric chuckled and laughed. And I think the last thing Eric expected was to, you know, draw Razorback, but he was drawing the most kick-ass, amazing uh, Razorback that I've ever seen, full figure, you know, storming towards you. And it was just great. Just caught a couple minutes, just wanted to say hi, just wanted to see his face, just wanted to, you know, because again, we never know, guys, we never know. And I don't want to not have gone out of my way to seeing someone that was a very important part of key moments in my life and who I still have tremendous affection for. Uh, Eric Larson inspired me Many years back when I realized he's the only one of us here back about seven, seven years ago that is still doing anything remotely monthly. And so I have tried to adopt to do more interiors really because of Eric. I felt like he was putting us all to shame and I wanted to not, you know, be one of those guys watching and staying on the, uh, on the sidelines. And I wanted to contribute. So many of the image founders have retired. They've just all but retired. So what they won't tell you out loud is they don't ever intend on drawing again an interior comic. And they say it privately. They won't tell you publicly. I have a passion for, te- for telling stories and storytelling on par with Eric. I'm just not as prolific, but he is a giant, uh, you know, inspiration to me. So I wanted to say, say, hey, shake his hand, wish him well, done. I then see as I'm exiting the alley, the artist alley, or that, that particular aisle, there's a gentleman named V. Ken Marion. He's a young guy. He's cool. I met him last year. He contributed to our brigade. Uh, I, I believe also the prophet. Uh, remastered where I was grabbing some exciting young talent and you can tell V Ken Marion you, you, you don't you, you can't leave that V out it's, it's important it's on his sign it's on it's on the voucher when you pay him okay V Ken Marion it's cool full name it, it pops he's got tons of dynamics uh, that, that are on par with the kind of stuff that I like 
the stuff that we took from John Buscema and Jack Kirby, and he understood as we translated it. And he's got kind of that like, you know, cool energy and 90s vibe, but he's very slick. He's very commercial. And I went up to talk to him and thank him again for his contributions. He came and introduced himself to me last year. It was great to see him. I went out of my way to tell him how much I appreciated him and asked him for his availability because I very much want to do a project with V. Ken Marion. And when that happens, I'll let you know here. But So now Eric Larson, V. Ken Marion, boom. Then I see that a, uh, a genius uh, uh, colorist that, that many of you see signed on the, on the covers, you see Abertoff. You see Abertoff on, on so many different colors, mainly for Marvel Comics. If you were to go look up Abertov right now on Instagram, it's A-B-U-R-T-O-V, Abertov, with a V, Abertov, okay? He is an exclusive Marvel Comics colorist. I first came to know him when he was coloring uh, some of my covers over at IDW. He did some ROM covers. He did uh, several different pieces for me and uh, a lot, lot of Deadpool variants. And then one day he informed me that, yes, indeed, he would be exclusive, so the only stuff that he can color for me, this is like 2016. Marvel jumped on him fast. He is so ridiculously talented. He is amazing. He came up the first that I had noticed of him. He was doing a bunch of work over Howard Shaken on some of his, his image comics. And like I said, I, I was able to uh, uh, get him to cover to, to color some really fun uh, projects for me. And and uh, the, those ROM covers, specifically the one that we did together, is is fantastic. And uh, and and again, he he colored so many different. Deadpool uh, uh, covers variants and 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 some of his the work that we've done together is still uh, a screen saver saver on my iPad. I think he is so tremendous. And so I saw Abertov find him on Instagram. I went over there and said, "Hey, buddy, long time no see." He travels overseas from Spain. Uh, I don't know his exact location, but he he does travel. Uh, he is a gen- genuine sweet guy. He colors Fantastic Four on the monthly. You can absolutely see his work on the monthly on Fantastic Four. Uh, just tremendous. Wanted to tell him how much I appreciate him, how much I buy everything that he does. Greeted him, uh, said hello, moved on. I then swing the corner and I see someone in comics I've never ever encountered, but I have so much admiration for his work. It is T O M E U, I believe, Tomeo, Tomu. I'm sorry, More. Okay, More. He is. One of the top tier colorists in the business. Guys, I work with top tier colorists. I work with J. David Ramos. I work with Romulo Fajardo Jr. These guys are some of the top colorists, have changed the game in color over the last five years, adopting all different sort of graphic uh, production, uh, conceptual art tricks to just basic colors. They push the envelope. Uh, their renderings, their styles, their, 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 their uh, palettes are just phenomenal. Most of the work that I get done is by these two incredible gentlemen, someone who I believe who is on that colorist Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore with them is Tomu or Tamu, forgive me, Moray. And now they're going to say Robert's Mori. but you've seen him on Batman for like the last, it feels like six or seven years. I buy comics just because he colored them. I bought a recent title just because I colored him. I saw him. I greeted him. I gave him nothing but tremendous, uh, just adoration. I may have fangirled out. I did fangirl out, and it was just a tremendous honor to meet him. I have been following his colors. Uh, he had colored Tony Daniel. He currently has been pretty much the dedicated colors to Jorge Jimenez. And uh, again, he, he he bounces around. I believe he has been a DC Comics exclusive. That's why I've never even even reached out uh, and, and tried to get anything with him. He is phenomenal. He is fantastic. So I wanted to tell him how much I, co- I, I loved his work. I've told you guys 
all of you, this audience, I have expressed to you that I buy uh, titles for my, you know, for colorists. I buy them for colorists. And, 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 and here's one of them. So I had to tell him, and it was so great. And then I raced back to, to, to uh, my booth to see if there had been anything that I had left behind. And Dave said, no, we, we took care of it. And then I went back upstairs really quick and decided I'm going home. I don't have it in me to shop. I just stood. I signed for three and a half hours. I just spent 40 minutes saying hi to different talents that I know and, 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 uh, and some I don't and some who I never see. So I wanted to say hi. And, and then I hightailed it uh, back up the street, got in my car and drove back to my hotel. The, the reason that I raced back to my hotel is because I had to uh, complete my, my Rob Tober drawings. I was falling behind. You can't say Rob Tober and not d- deliver those drawings. So I figured uh, Joy and I would just eat close to the hotel. She had had a day of shopping. When I returned to my room, I looked away. I saw the bags. I didn't want to see what was in them. I just knew that I had to get my Rob Tober drawings uh, finished and, and, and ready because, again, you can't say that you're going to do something. And then I even said, well, maybe I'll just do them in, 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 in pencil. And then the, the light in my head said, no, Rob, it's Inktober. They have to be in ink, so they are in ink. So I had to get ahead on, 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 on the, the, the work that I owed uh, to, to you saying that I'm going to do a, a drawing a day. I'm, even, I'm catching up. I, I'm one behind. I'm slowly closing the gap. Because I, I, I did fall behind in New York, but I, I wanted to keep up. So anyway, go back Thursday, call it a day. Know that Friday is a new day. We are ready to rock and roll. But first, Friday morning, I rise early. I continue to, uh, to, to craft my, my pictures. And then it's time to do the uh, about 90 minutes in Central Park. Joy and I love doing that walk. The weather was so ridiculously beautiful. Uh, the one thing I love about the New York Comic Con in October is that you are generally always going to catch uh, great weather. It did rain all day Saturday, but that was it. Uh, we were there uh, full days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and and only Saturday was gray and gloomy. And so we had the very best time. Joy and I took in Central Park. We went to parts of Central Park that we had never gone before. We took in the sights. We 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 saw all of the uh, just literally just the beauty that that park. And I at one point I said, "Is there a more beautiful park?" We went through the mall at Central Park. Uh, we saw the fountain. We 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 just we 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 went over the bridges. We just had the very best time. Uh, again, you guys, I have uh, been married uh, and in a relationship with this woman. I've been I have been married uh, to Joy for twenty eight years. We are uh, madly, deeply in love. She is my ride or die. I love her. Her smile lights me up. Uh, going on even day dates or just hanging out with her is just so much fun. She is going to meet up with uh, family later in the day, and she knows that I got to hightail it. So, so by 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 noon, we have wrapped up our what turned out to be like a two hour uh, tour of Central Park. Now I got to get my ass over and 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 see what I can do about finding a Hulk one eighty one. That is the mission. I got to really embrace this. I got to get over to Javits Center early, and I got to find that Hulk one eighty one in high grade. So, I get my car. I go over to. Uh, Javits, I pop out. I am a man on a mission, except first I go by one of the art booths that I've been by previously. And to inform him that something that I was interested in, I, I had slept on it, I wasn't interested in, and it was a, you know, not not a big, it, it, it wasn't something that guy was going to lose sleep over. It was a small, relatively small I, uh, marked item. But then I see something on his wall. And if you listen to this show, and if, you, and if you're learning it right now, you're, you're about to learn the greatest illustrated, the most beautiful, uh, in my opinion, uh, the finest 
comic book ever published is Superman versus Muhammad Ali, written and drawn, illustrated, impeccably, beautifully uh, rendered, uh, just with fearless abandon. Uh, This man, Neil Adams, stepped up to the plate and said, I am going to deliver because at this time, Muhammad Ali is Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan. He is a world stage athlete. He is on the world stage. How are they going to craft a story where he battles Superman? Well, you got to read the book. Aliens are going to, an entire alien armada is going to destroy Earth. They want to find and fight Earth's greatest champion. Muhammad Ali says, hey, Superman, you're Kryptonian's greatest champion. You're not Earth's greatest champion. That's me. They then, under uh, equal terms, under a, a, a uh, simulation of a red sun that takes away Superman's powers and he is human, Muhammad Ali earns the right to battle, I believe his name, this is on memory, Hunya. Hunya! Okay? And uh, let me tell you something. It's a giant-sized treasury edition. It was introduced in 1978. It is what tips 1978 in, the, in my favor, along with the John Byrne, Terry Austin, X-Men run. It, it's what tips 1978 into my absolute favorite year in comic books. And there's an original page. I only have one already. I never thought I'd have one. Now I can have two. I said, I didn't know you had this. He said, I just put it up, brought it. This, this man has, has several pages and he is doling them out over time. To, to, to make me crazy. But at that point in time, I said, it's mine. I have to have it. I'll take it. Let's do it. Uh, Superman Muhammad Ali with the single, my favorite face of Superman ever. Not just any page. I'm just not going to buy any page. This has the best Superman face in the entire book. Uh, it has a great Superman figure on it. Muhammad Ali is on it for one panel. But at that moment in time, I feel like I have struck gold. Artistic Nirvana. One more page in the greatest comic book in history, man. Now, for, for those of you who don't know Neil Adams, who, who drew the lion's share of it, he kept most of it. His family has it good for them. They deserve to have it. I uh, am, 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 from my understanding, these are the pages Dick Giordano, who inked Neil and was his dedicated inker for so long. These are the pages that Dick Giordano had inked over Neil, and he let them go over over the course of his lifetime. I had to have this. I set it aside. I said, I will, be, I will be back to complete this purchase because this page will be mine. I was there. I go there looking for the big art. This is the only thing that really turned my head. And boy, it turned my head on a swivel. Okay, Hulk 181. Am I going to get this thing? Here we go. I go to 15 different sites. They, they, they wisely put all of the you know, key back issue, uh, you know, big time, comic book sellers all kind of in in one area of the island upstairs on the floor you guys are familiar with it i went over to harley Yee. he is one of the uh biggest dealers i have bought great books from him i bought my i bought my x-men number one eight years ago from him uh i got it signed by stanley sent back it's a 5-0 it's man i will take it especially given all the 1.5s the twos uh the threes that I saw, you don't see a lot of five O's or above of X-Men number one, but I am so happy to have it. I purchased it from Mr. Harley, so I go to him each and every time. He has a tremendous booth. He travels. I said, Harley, I saw that he had Hulk 181 for seven, 7.0. I said, Harley, do you have any 9.0s? And he says, not here, Rob. I said, okay, I'm hunting. He goes, well, good luck. I'm sure they're out there. I pivot. I go down the aisle. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm hunting, I'm hunting. I see another one. I say, hey, I see an 8.0. I said, so, so, what are you looking at on that, on that 8 7,200, boom. I, I immediately go, okay, the guys on Thursday said 7,507,000. So 7,000 
is the range for an 8-0, okay? That's, 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 that's the one to beat. I turn the corner, and again, in a Mount Sinai Moses moment, I see a booth that has two brothers. They are very familiar looking. They are called, wait for it, people. Sit down, please. Long-time listeners, prepare. The Rhesus Brothers. The Rhesus. It, it sounds like pieces. It sounds like peanut butter, butter, peanut butter cups. It sounds like the big, big cup that I give the free shout-out to each and every episode. But they spell it slightly different. But I see the Rhesus Brothers. Is this God? Is this God leading me to the promised land of the, the, the high-grade Hulk? I see... I see an eight and eight five. Holy moly. I say, hey, c- c- can I look at your eight five? They say, Rob, we know Marat. Marat, who's one of my very best friends on planet Earth. Marat, who was in my wedding. Marat, who started out as my assistant. Marat. They, they are wanting to know right now, we are endorsed, endorsed, endorsed. We are endorsed by one of your favorite people. I said, great, good to know. I said, Marat endorsed. They hand me the eight five. They hand me the eight oh. I inquire about the prices. It is a, on the 8-0, they are looking at $7,700. They say, Rob, I'm sorry, in the 8-5, $7,700. They say, Rob, we can go seven for you. We can go seven for you. I look at the 8-5. It looks a little washed out. I look and I see that the 8-0 is brighter. I said, can I see the 8-0? They give me the 8-0. I said, what are you doing on this? He said, Rob, we can go six on this. Oh, no, no, 6400 6400 I said, wow, these are great prices. I said, D- I don't want to insult you. I'm so sorry. I am hunting. I am shopping. You're early in the process. I, I am looking for a nine. C- c- can I hold these back? They said, Rob, we're going to be here. Uh, we appreciate you. Thank you. Absolutely. I say, okay, I keep moving. I see another eight. I inquire another 7,500. The eights are basically in the seven number, but those guys just offered me their eight, which in my opinion was in a better condition than the eight five. The eight five will look like it was washed out, like it was sun dried. It didn't look, and they even said, yeah, it, it, it's, it's finer technically, but the eight O that they had was bright. It was crisp. It was beautiful. And what a price, $6,400. Oh my gosh. So I, I ease on down the road. I keep looking one entire aisle, nothing. Then, whoa, what's this? I look and I see a 9-2. It's a Hulk 181. It's a 9-2. It's a slabbed, high-grade 9-2. I said, would you mind? Could I please look at this? They said, Mr. Leifeld, we are happy to give this to you. Boom. They hand it over. It's signed in the white H. It's signed by Roy Thomas. Not thrilled. Not a good-looking signature. Uh, not, not liking it. I now understand. Let me st- pump the brakes all the way. There are people who don't like signed books. When I went to inquire about my X-Men number one 5.0 a couple of years back, uh, the, the people that I talked to and advised me in this world say, there are a lot of people who don't like it that it's signed. They don't want that signature. They don't want anyone touching it. So the fact that Stan Lee actually signed your X-Men uh, number one, even though it's a 5.0 and it's got Stan's signature on it, that, that, that's going to turn them off. They'd rather have a clean one. There's, there's certain people who want it signed, but there's just as many people who are against it. In that moment, I understood. I don't want the signature on, but I asked the price and they give it to me. Uh, 9.2, they're asking $9,300. Whoa, $9,300. Okay, that feels like a lot. Do I really, am I going to feel good about myself? Shouldn't I just buy it? Shouldn't I just shut up and buy it? Who cares if it's signed? It's, it, you know, I don't mind that Roy signed it. It just it's a it's an ugly signature, man. It, it, it the first thing I would look at when I looked at it is not that nine two. It is that 
ugly signature. And I'll do an entire podcast on how it's weird that over the last 10 years, Roy has suddenly entered the, uh, the, the, the debate about being the quote unquote creator. Uh, I've, I've got interviews where, interviews where he didn't used to say that sidebar revisit another time. He didn't used to identify himself as a creator. Then he got a manager and then he did. And we'll talk about that soon. So I move on. I'm not certain about that. I'm not certain I'm going to pull uh, the, the trigger. Now, I'm going to be honest, had that signature not been there, I, in my gut, I feel like I would have bought it right there on the spot. I move down. I go down another aisle. Guys, you are walking the floor with me. And during this entire time, I am dodging body. I am bodies. I am pausing. They're passing. I'm pausing. They're passing. You got to wait. Oh, cross. I mean, you guys know how it is. You're navigating monster traffic. This is a Friday. It is visibly already more busy than it was when I got there at two o'clock on Thursday. This place is packed. It is swole with people. I get to another guy. They're like, Life, what do you want? They see me looking. They see me perusing the 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 the, the shelves. I'm, I'm looking at something. They go, what do you want? I said, I'm looking for a Hulk uh, 181. They go, we got one right here. It is a nine. I say, what, what do you ask for this? They say $11,000. I said, uh, can you do better? Can you do better? I'm, I'm in my haggle era. Okay, I'm in my haggle era. I said, can you, can you do better? And, and, and he says, well, let me talk to the boss man. The boss man walks over. The boss man says, I can, I can do 10. And at that moment, I'm like, here we go. Here we go. I'm doing this. He hands me the book. I'm holding it in my hands. And there is a, like a white scrape just a quarter inch from the spine on the red to the side to, to the left of Wolverine as he's leaping to Hulk. And I said, this, this is a nine? With, with this scrape? And he says, well, <clears throat> Rob, I understand your concern. This guy is a super nice guy, not a huckster whatsoever. Uh, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I tell you I, I encountered a huckster, I'll tell you I encountered a huckster. Uh, uh, the, the, these were super great guys. They've got the valuables. They've got the goods. I'm the guy that wants the goods. And they're being super generous with me. And he says, hey, I know Jeff at Hot Flips. He's my friend. I know you're signing down at his place all week long. I said, yes. And we, he says, we've met in the past. I said, I recognize you. This is the big dog. It's his booth. I was either dealing with his sons or his employees prior when, <clears throat> when they identified at 11. He said, I can do 10. I then see if I'm going to buy a book for 10 grand, I don't, I don't want that scrape. He said, it's a factory uh, error. It's on some of the books. And I said, I apologize that I have indulged you. And I, I, I just feel very bad. I've taken up your time. I, this, this is a deal breaker for me. I don't, I don't want that scuff. And it, it, literally, the scuff was probably an inch and a half parallel to the spine. And it's like a scrape on, on the book. And, and I get it. You know, On X-Force number ones, when you get those polybagged issues, the one thing that they didn't take into account was as they uh, heat sealed the, the, the polybag, the press of the grip created a a stripe. It's it's across a majority of the X Force number ones. It's something they hadn't encountered. It's something that they encountered on that because primarily because X Force number one is on such cheap paper. Amazing Spider Man number one at three million copies had much finer cover stock. Marvel learned in one year we can make more money if we got on cheaper paper, and they did. And that's why you got that indentation right across your X Force cover. People have talked about it for the last thirty plus years. It exists because the press hit the book. Came in too hot, came in too forceful. And so I get it. I get factory errors. I understand it. I understand exactly what he's saying. But at this point, at that price, I can't do it. And I said, I hope you understand. And he said, Rob, if, if we were to find another 90 that was in better condition, you could come back at some other time and swap it with us. Very generous. I am living in the here and the now. I am a rabid dog. I have the fever 
Do you understand what I've just told you? How many Hulk 181s I'm encountering? I am swimming in Hulk 181s. I said, thank you. I, I'm going to move on. I asked another gentleman, do you have a Hulk 181? He goes, no, but my neighbor does. I go to this neighbor. His neighbor has a 7-0. He shows it to me. I said, no, no, no. I, I, I already have a 7-0. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I am, I am looking for an 8 or a 9. So I, can, I, I continue onward. Boom. I move into a, basically an end cap. And in this end cap, there's a super shiny, there's a super shiny 9-4. And I, I approach the 9-4. Oh my gosh, could this be the one? I, 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 there's someone handling the 9-4. They've already taken it off the wall because they, they make them accessible. This is like a, you're walking into an end cap, which you walk into basically a cage uh, and there's only one, one way out. So even if you try and heist them and they got a guy watching the door, they're going to they're gonna bust you, okay? So, so I walk in, the guy's looking at it, turning around, he puts it back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to handle it next. He moves aside. Boom, I got it. Oh, it's a juicy one. It's beautiful. It's a 9-4. Oh my gosh. The guy who runs the cage, the end cap, approaches me. He said, hey, Rob, hey, can I, can I take a picture with you in the book? I said, no, no, not until I buy it. No, I'm, 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 not, I'm, not, I'm not a prop. Come on, come on. Like, like, that's going to look like I, I bought this. I'm busting the guy's chops. I said, how much? 30 grand. You, you heard it, people. It, it, don't drive off the road. Keep, keep walking straight, okay? Keep drawing wherever you're listening. 30 grand is his price for that 9.4. That means he loves it the most, and I get it. Now, now remember, I'm looking at a 9.2 signed by Roy Thomas for, for $9,300. I just got hit for a two upgrade. 30,000. I said, Hey buddy, I, I, I appreciate you. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to put this back. He goes, you can't do 30. I go, I, I'm not doing 30. <laughs> he says, what are you looking for? I said, this book cheaper. And I exited. Uh, and I was on, I was on the way people would try and stop me. And I said, Hey, I got the fever. I've only got a certain amount of time. I have got to find a Hulk when you, when I have to survey the land, I have to understand what I am looking at. I swing by one of the auction house booths. I visited them in San Diego. I see that they have a 9-8 Hulk 181. Oh my gosh. I may or may not have told you in the San Diego breakdown in that episode that the asking price for that Hulk 181 was, and I tried to keep a straight face. I tried to keep my composure. When they told me in San Diego, they said it was $98,000. It, it, it's funny. A 9.3, a 9,300, a 9.8, $98,000. So I approach and I say, hey, buddy, uh, what are we looking at on that 9-8? On that it's the same 9-8 I saw in San Diego. He says, here, let me check. Opens up, opens up the booklet. He goes, up, 94,000. Booyah! We have dropped 4,000 since, 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 since July to October. San Diego to New York. Still an insane price. I said, hey, man, I hope you get it. That's awesome. Look, that's a grail book. It's a high, high, high grade. Ask whatever you want. More power to you. Clearly, I knew when I asked, it was probably going to be out of my range, especially consider I just come from a guy with a 9-4 who has, who's asking 30. So I continue to peruse and I don't see anything higher than sevens on the remaining, the remainder of all the different walls that I have encountered. I then return to our buddies, the brothers, the Reese's pieces, but, but not spelled. It's with a C, not an S. And they said, Hey, you don't understand on all our team trophies and all the stuff that we did as sports as kids, they would always spell it like the candy bar. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I then swap stories with them about my love, my absolute love, my adoration for all things Reese's products, the peanut butter cup, the big cup, 
uh, the all, all the different uh, uh, crunchy bars that they're putting out. Oh my gosh, I, I could consume them all and video it, and it would disgust you. Okay, because I'm like a pig in a trough when it comes to Reese's peanut butter, anything. Period. Okay, so now I, I asked to see the eight zero. I asked to see the eight five. They hand them to me. I go. I really want the eight zero. I, I, I the eight five looks just doesn't look as nice and 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 i'd rather have the 80 and i'm willing to justify a loss of a 0.5 they said rob you know we're gonna we're gonna do this for you we're gonna do 6400 i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna make it happen i open my app i'm gonna swipe that credit card thinking 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 the uh the absolute awful cell phone reception inside new york uh, Comic Con is maybe its only serious down down downturn. It's 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 it's, it's, it's only uh, kind of a uh, you know drop off. But I am waiting for the signal, waiting for the signal, waiting for the signal. I keep signing on, signing back off. I cannot access. I cannot access the 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 app that I'm going to pay this with. And, uh, and they're like, well, you, we 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 can use your your internet, and they try and get their internet up, and it's a little fudgy, and I'm running out of time. And I said, could you hold this for me? And he said, Rob, I can't. Uh, at any other show, I could, but this is my biggest show of the year. I need to keep it up. I said, hey, totally understand. Mad respect to you. I respect a businessman. No no shade, no anything. Just know that as I say this, I absolutely respect them. I said, I'm actually, in two minutes, I have to be downstairs signing. And uh, I said, I, I am hopefully going to return and, and finalize this. It's a great price. 6400 seemed to be the best deal. And then I head back. But... As I head back, I one more time ask to look at the signed Roy Thomas 9-3. They confirm they're asking 9300 I just cannot get that signature out of my mind. It's all I see. Uh, am, am I going to take white paint and paint over it on the gloss so that I don't see it? I mean, this is the, I, I'm just, all the crazy options are running through my head. But I ultimately split, go down the escalator. I arrive 3 p.m. Line is bigger than Thursday. The, the, the whole idea that the first people are going to be there and be longer has now been massively defeated. And I go, uh, am I going to get out of here? Am I going to get out of here? I have to be at a play at 7.30. I have to be at a play in 7.30. How am I going to handle this? How am I going to make this work? Over the years, when it comes to my signings, I've gotten really good at kind of gauging and looking at lines, especially given the fact that you understand that where your line starts is not where it's going to end because more people will jump on the line as soon as the signing begins. And then as the line maybe maybe starts to get a little more manageable, it expands again because we don't put an, uh, an, 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 an end time. It wasn't like three to five or whatever. The bottom line was I looked and I'm like, hey, am I going to be able to get this done? Because I have to be near Times Square, Broadway, you know, to see this musical back to the future with my wife that uh my 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 publicist has secured for me the most incredible seats in the third row and 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 this is literally the 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 nicest seats i'm ever going to have at any show that i've ever attended and i've had great seats i i I, if i'm going to buy seats i'm going to splurge i'm going to get seats these were uh comps they were gifts and I, i i i i was you know I knew that my wife really wanted to see it. And I mean, I'll be honest, I wasn't looking forward to Back to the Future of the Musical because I hold Back to the Future of the Movie in such high esteem. I'm like, what are they doing? They made a musical? Is this even going to be any good? But my commitment is there. Uh, I, I have to meet it. So I look and I go, if I start right now, you know, how long is this going to take? Well, we signed 
for four hours and 20 minutes on Friday. And I again met some of the just most amazing, enthusiastic people. And you give me all the cool stuff. It, it, it's great. A signing is like a time capsule of your career. You're going to get stuff from the very beginning in 1986, Megaton Comics, black and white, independent publisher who took a shot on me. Then you're going to go into maybe some of your earlier DC work, maybe with a cover from a book called Checkmate, your Hawk and Doves. I see a lot of Hawk and Doves. You're going to get New Mutants. You're going to get X-Force. Next thing you know, Snake Eyes Dead Game copies are coming over. A book I did in 2021. Of course, X-Force Killshot. Then, then uh, you know, of course, the book I see the most, the two books I see the most are New Mutants 98, New Mutants 87, the launch, the debuts of, of, uh, of, of the two most important characters I have at Marvel, which are Deadpool and Cable. I see no small swords of that. I see a ton of Youngblood as the launch book of Image Comics. People acknowledge the importance that that book holds, and I am always so thrilled to see it. Uh, my recent Deadpool Batterblood variants, uh, the, the, the book that we brought our show exclusive to Captain America, Sam Wilson with the big, the big chest, uh, he, is, he is out there. He is lurking, and, and we pretty much sold out of the allotment that we brought to the show. So tons of signing, toys, pops, statues, as I said. Uh, when you encounter me, we have a chat. We have a talk. Again, that's part of the standing is the engagement. It just feels more natural. I'm not looking up at you down at a table. I'm, you know, even if it, at a high top, it's, 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 it's a little weirder. <clears throat> it's like, are we, are we at a bar? Uh, when, when I'm standing, it's much more personal. Now, my good buddy, Rob, he arrived and stood next to me for pretty much the entire four hours and 20 minutes. Rob, it was great to see you and visit with you. And occasionally I would whisper some insider juice or uh, stuff that he has been curious about. Rob is like a group of guys, uh, and, and they're mostly gentlemen that I have met uh, 20, 25 years ago. And I met him on CompuServe, and I met him on the message boards, and uh, it's morphed into social media and these amazing people have supported my career like nonstop with tremendous enthusiasm, never abated by all of the people that I seem to trigger and I seem to uh, upset. Uh, I did a picture. I went to heritage auctions earlier in the day. They had my original cap. We call it the cap tits pick. It's going up for auction. The buyer now. I sold it 25 years ago. You guys know my my opinion on this. Once I sell it and I got whatever price that I established, it is now yours. And I hope you get whatever you want for it. I am rooting. I'm rooting you on. I hope you uh, get whoever owns that because it wasn't a face to face transaction. Uh, whoever owns that, I hope you. I hope you do spectacularly with it. But I wanted to go pose in front of it, make a funny picture. I thought it was funny, and it had traveled. And uh, well. By 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 the uh, by the middle of the day uh, of that same day, a gentleman that I encountered and interacted with in the earliest parts of my own fandom, I met him in a Teen Titans fan club called Titan Talk, and I've talked about Appas on the show before. I, I don't know what episodes those are in, but but deep inside the vault in in the library of the observations, there is there is a uh, there is an a a, a talk about APA's Amateur Press Association. That's what an APA is called. And it used to be that if 60 of us were going to join an APA, we'd uh, do whatever we were going to draw or write, articles, columns, opinions, uh, pinups, sequentials. You'd have to make 60 drawings of those, maybe maybe two or three more in case of you know the mail handling them poorly and, and send them to a central mailer. And that central mailer would then 
collate and disperse to the 60 people in the club. That's how an APA works. I was part of several of them. And I met Andy Mangles, who I hit it off with immediately. And I think Andy was always taken aback. And, and I think nothing more, uh, I, I, there, there's nothing more that I can say about what I'm going to share with you in regards to Andy Mangles. And again, Andy is like uh, one of the first encounters that I had with, with, with fandom at large. And, and learning that there are other people across the country that share your interests, share your loves. Well, Andy, you used to read his article in Wizard Magazine. He covered the Hollywood beat, and Andy had a very high profile. Uh, and it was very. And, and, and let me tell you, his column. He was a freelancer. He wasn't on staff. He they they contracted with Andy to do his column, and he did a great job. And they always uh, just ran what he, what he shared. And he was kind of like the Hollywood superhero reporter. He ended up, uh, when I wanted to spin my character Blood Wolf that you encountered first in Darker Image number one, uh, Andy won the, the, the showcase with his pitch, and I gave him uh, Blood Wolf for him to, to, to write. Andy is a sweet, uh, enthusiastic guy. He saw the picture that I put up online of myself posing in front of the Captain America. I'm, I'm sharing this to you for, for a reason, and this gets back to the signing and, and kind of an overview of all the signings. <clears throat> Andy Mangles wrote, uh, two days ago, as, I, as, I, as, I'm, as I'm sharing this with you, he says, my old buddy Rob Liefeld has such a good sense of humor about his haters. I can't believe we've known each other almost 40 years. I have early art that I inked of Rob and he inked of mine. Ex- exclamation point. And Rob was one of the few, he puts all in caps, people who hired me to write for him when the homophobes in the comic industry did their very best to shut me out. Keep popping Rob. That touched me. I know Andy has spoken about uh, as, as some of the discrimination he came uh, came under as a gay man. And I never saw any of that. I didn't care. I've said to you before, our Extreme Studios is about love. And we had Hispanics, Asians. We had uh, both both Indians from India, uh, uh, American Indians. Uh, we, we, we had, again, Korean, Japanese, uh, Chinese. Filipino, it didn't matter. We welcomed you. We loved you. Uh, we, we were one of the most, if not the most diverse uh, studio that, that was working. And we didn't care. We had, I had a couple of guys on staff uh, who, who, who were openly, outwardly gay in 1992, 1993. And Andy uh, and I, I never saw Andy as anything other than Andy. Okay? And, and so that really touched me that he said that. And I am so glad. Uh, that, that he made that statement, that, but that's not why I'm reading it to you. What I'm reading it to you is in the comments section. In the comments section, there is a gentleman named Paul Powers. You can Google him. Paul did a ton of uh, Paul did a ton of storyboard work, uh, conceptual work. He worked in Hollywood as a storyboard artist, and uh, I have known Paul, uh, an Australian. Uh, I, I just. Uh, the the the, uh, the 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 my encounter with Paul is that he bought comics at the comic store that I was working at at the time, and when Paul Power, great name, right? I I don't know if it's a stage name, but he is from Sydney, Australia. He is from Sydney, Australia, and Paul 
uh, would 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 uh, he he literally he lists himself as an actor, producer, director, and writer, and he literally like was a a storyboard artist that worked all the time in Hollywood in the eighties eighties and nineties. He writes in the comments section of Andy's. He said, "I like Rob Liefeld. I remember when he bagged comics for Rick Worf's Comic Castle in Fullerton, California. He was always a good bloke. It's perfectly okay to critique critique any cartoonist's work, but Jesus, the haters." of Rob sound like a lynch mob. I don't get it. And, you know, I read that out loud to my wife. We chuckled about it uh, when we were out to dinner. But, you know, I, I am so j- just uh, always just emboldened by the people who have stood by me as the haters try to attack me and, and always try and knock me off. My, you know, like I said, it's, it's like shooting free throws. And you haven't lived until your kid who's 10 years old, is trying to make free throws to win the game. And the mom has decided to stand directly under the basket, right on the other side of the line, waving her stuff and screaming at your 10-year-old so that he can miss the baskets and the mom's team can win. And it's an ugly port, an ugly part, an ugly part of the of competitiveness, of, of, of the, 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 the ridiculous competitive nature that we kind of involve ourselves in but what she was trying to do to my son at that moment at that time was to break his concentration that he would miss his free throws and ladies and gentlemen i don't miss my free throws and i'm never going to and i know that the haters they they want to be out there and they want to scream and they want to you know distract but guys like rob who stood next to me the entire day on friday and guys like andy they've been my buddies the entire my entire life and uh in in comic books it feels like They, they they have been walking alongside me for the better part almost for Andy 40 years pre getting hired and Rob Messick and those guys 25 of a 38 year career incredible and Rob I just want to thank you for standing by me watching all the insanity as it unfurled we signed for four and a half hours and it was time that I split on out the door when everything was wrapped uh during this time I pivoted to a signing at CGC and was able to hang out and talk to uh, Chris Claremont, who, let's be honest, he is the X-Men. Chris Claremont's storied run on the book is maybe the greatest in the history of the book. It is, let me just say it, it is the greatest in the history of the book. Having worked uh, with Chris, I did one issue, but he having worked with Dave Cockrum, John Byrne, Paul Smith, Mark Silvestri, Alan Davis, Art Adams, all the greats. Jim Lee, all the greats. All the greats. Chris just uh, defined the X-Men for who they were uh, today and tomorrow. And good God, if they... If they do they, their, their Marvel versions, please have Chris's work standing nearby, not any of some of the other stuff. Chris and I talked about the recent X-Men. I, I, I shared with him some of my opinions and some of my hesitation about coming forward about it because he said, Rob, look, it's, it's, you're not, it's your opinion. You, you have the right to express your opinion. So, so Chris and I had some discussion about modern-day X-Men, past X-Men. Chris knows how I feel about him. I, I, I literally, he is the greatest writer in the history of comics. I think beyond beyond my own experience of reading him, I think he just, uh, given the expansion of the X-Men, when they took it bi-weekly, the New Mutants being the first spinoff, Excalibur, Wolverine, all of the different projects that he uh, carefully cultivated, and it was his voice that we heard and, and that shaped these characters and that we jumped on board. So in all of this four and a half hours insanity, I also encounter Chris Claremont. We have a great time. We laugh. We talk. It is time for me to get out of there and get back to the future to meet my wife to see this incredible show and to uh, start planning for the last two days of comic-con which i'm going to take you i'm going to take you on that ride i'm going to take you on that ride with me 
uh, in part two when we pick up New York Comic Con part two, the further adventures of Rob Liefeld in Manhattan. And will I, do I obtain the the Hulk 181 in a high grade? That is the cliffhanger that, that I am going to leave you on because it consumes my trip. It, it really uh, consumed Friday and, and we're not we're not done yet. We are not over yet. Do I obtain that which I seek? Is it the grail in my hands? I'll let you know when we are back here to wrap up part two of Rob Does Manhattan, New York Comic Con 2023. So beyond beyond my search for my grail and, and, and your, your, your journey with me, bringing you along, part two of New York Comic Con, Rob Does Manhattan uh, involves... My visit with Marvel Comics, my uh, talk with Dyn- Dynamite Comics, the uh, absolute dominance now of licensed comics. It is exactly where we were 20 years ago. Go look at 2002, 2003. We're going to cover this in the next episode. We are, it is literally like a 20-year window that opens every 20 years, and the licenses are back. And uh, and again, which leads to some of the discussions that I had with Dynamite. I'll, I'll, I'll key you into some of those. Some more of the excitement that happened on the floor and the tribalism, the tribes of comics. We are the tribes of comics. It's fun to watch, especially being the veteran that I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my take on what's going on uh, in comics and represent in representation and management. Some of the big announcements. What does it all mean? Come back part two. Gonna be great. So thankful to have you along for the ride. Hey, I have. Uh, been doing this for about three years and at the end of each and every episode we read your reviews you guys go on you leave a review i read it you are so generous so kind and and uh creative in in how you express your support for the show your support to the show matters so very much i cannot uh I just, I just cannot underestimate to you how much your support means it helps us out on the platform it pops us it gives us a uh and increased visibility it really does so i know uh that when you 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 take your keyboards out and you type this review and you hit send i know it takes time i thank you for it i try and read each and every one at the end of every episode i have uh really been loaded up so the next couple of weeks uh that there are that, that we're, we're already backed up thank you so very much i'm going to start today with omir o-m-m-i-e-r or amir uh he left a very generous he she left a very generous review it says the best exclamation point gave us five stars thank you that that, that is so uh helpful and tremendous and and uh I'm, I'm so grateful thank you the best it says as a longtime fan of rob liefeld i was thrilled to discover rob's observations rob's storytelling skills have always amazed me in his comic book work and it's no different in this podcast rob's ability to blend nostalgia entertainment and education keeps me hooked episode after episode his deep knowledge and passion for the comic book industry truly shines through making this podcast a trevor trove of insights and memories if you're a fan of rob liefeld or someone who appreciates great storytelling rob's observations is a must listen podcast that will leave you eagerly awaiting each new episode wow i i gotta tell you this one it this is like the the gold standard of reviews, Omir, O-M-M-I-E-R. Thank you. This, this, uh, if I wanted to put an advertisement on a billboard, I'd, I'd, I'd share this. I appreciate so much that you love, uh, the education, the passion. Look, I, I just, I love comic books. I love them so much. They are my lifeblood. They are my force. 
and, and I just enjoy sharing them with the rest of you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for supporting our podcast. Thank you for making us the number one comic book uh, podcast. And we have been for all of uh, 2023, and we're going to continue with your support. Thank you so very much. In regards to comic books and my passion for them and creating them, this week, the concluding chapter of Deadpool Batter Blood. I wrote it. I drew it. Chad Bowers is with me on script. J. David Ramos crushes it on the colors. This is the penultimate. No, not the penultimate. That was issue four. This is the finale. This is the big finale. This is Deadpool, Spider-Man, Venompool, Wolverine, Cable. A uh, bunch of new villains that I've, cre- I've created. And kind of the next stage of Thumper's evolution. If, if you thought issues three and four were a bit of a misdirect, we bring it all the way back. Hopefully we will uh, pop open your eyes at the end, give you a little, a little, a little twist and, and get you hooked for our next installment. Deadpool batter blood, batter blood number five, the great finale. They are selling out each and every issue. You need to get to your store early. If evidenced by what I hear each and every Wednesday that this book has been coming out in June, July, August, September, and October, if, if it stays true to, to the practices that I've seen, this this book is going to be gone. Th- th- this book is, is going to fly. It, it's gone. I, I I have people telling me from LA, hey, Golden Apple, Comic Bug, uh, uh, all of these different stores, they're gone. They're out of it. You know, my, the, the the Flying Colors, Northern California, New York stores, they're gone. So so get there, wrap it up. So excited to share it with you. Deadpool, Batter Blood, the, the finale, what I've been working all uh, summer towards. It's here. It is the conclusion to our middle chapter in the Bad Blood, Batter Blood, soon to be Baddest Blood saga. Thank you for taking this trip with us. You will find me uh, on the store shelves come this this uh, this Wednesday, where where comic books are sold at fine comics comic shops everywhere. I'm so excited to, to get it into your hands. You can find me all over social media. I am on Twitter. My name is. At Robert Liefeld, my handle, Twitter X. I know it's going to take a long time to get used to that. Twitter slash X. I am at Robert Liefeld. I read your replies, your comments, your DMs. I love our interactions. I love the back and forth. I am currently posting my Rob Tober pictures uh, on, on Twitter as we go through this month. Uh, a, a different image, or I'm going to have to double up here soon to, to catch up. I'm one day behind as we speak. Rob Tober is taking place on Twitter uh, slash X. I also, again, I love our conversations. Uh, going back and forth, comics, movies, media. So find me over on Twitter slash X. I am at Robert Life. I have a little blue check that signifies I am the genuine article that is really me you are interacting with. Thank you for following me and interacting with me on Twitter. Uh, I appreciate it so much. On Instagram, I am at Rob Liefeld. I got the at Rob Liefeld because Joy Liefeld jumped on that really fast, said you need to get on this. I love it. It's my uh, visual diary. I have showed you so much of the great cosplay that I've encountered like shows, uh, the people, the, the the food, the art, the stories, the family. I share all of it on my basically visual di- diary that is Instagram between what they call my main my main page and my and my, and my stories. I am always trying to um, just upload, have fun. It's, I really, it's, my, it's the app that I probably have the most fun with. Please follow me over there at Rob Liefeld. Another blue check tells you I am the genuine article. I am the real deal Holyfield, okay? Uh, also, Liefeld, Holyfield, Liefeld, not doesn't doesn't really doesn't really rhyme. Shouldn't have gone there. Shouldn't have tried it. Instagram at Rob Liefeld, blue check, genuine article, 
Hope to see you over there. We have a group. It's great. On Facebook, the Rob Liefeld Marvel Extreme and Beyond. That's the name of it. Rob Liefeld Marvel Extreme and Beyond. Come and hang out with me. We have a great group. We we talk comics. We we share art art contests. Uh, it's really got great vibes. We keep the, the vibes really chill and really happy and really up, upbeat. Uh, myself or a gentleman named Terry Sala, S-A-L-A, are the administrators and uh, the 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 moderators that are going to click you through. You're gonna, uh, that's how you'll know you're in the right place. Terry uh, runs the art contest each and every week. It's been going for three years. People dig it. Uh, we have such a fun group. I would love for you to find us, our group on Facebook, Rob Liefeld, Marvel Extreme and beyond. Rob Liefeld, Marvel Extreme and Beyond. Go join, click, hang out with us. We would love to interact with you over on Facebook. I am back on Whatnot. We are going to start tuning up the shows because the product is just pouring out between the Deadpool stuff and some very uh, variant covers and some, some surprises coming your way. You need to follow me on Whatnot. Rob Liefeld on Whatnot. Uh, I generally will give you a notification uh wednesdays and saturdays are the days that we play with the most sometimes we do both one or the other uh follow me on whatnot get the app it is the best of the live stream you know apps for trading cards for sports cards memorabilia toys funko pops clothes it's so cool it's so funny it's so interactive i i thought i was bailing and then everyone just gave an outpour mr lifeo please i enjoy your live stream i miss it so badly and it's 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 a great way to interact. I try and share my variants, my exclusives. We have artwork, custom signatures on Funko Pops toys. We try and keep it interesting. So many people think that it's an extension of this exact podcast because I am I am you are talking to me. I am sitting on my beanbag chair talking to you the entirety of the show, whether that is sixty minutes, ninety minutes, two hours, three hours. Uh, you will find me there. I cannot wait to interact with you. What a blast! Follow me on whatnot. Get the app, download it, get your information ready to go. Uh, we have a 5.0. We have the top rating over there because we earned it. We get your stuff to you. Uh, we have uh, all manner of great applications uh, that we are in, in, uh, installing, new COAs, uh, CGC grading. So join us, follow us. You'll get a notification when we go live. And I hope very much to see you there. I hope that you are doing the very best you can mentally. Uh, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I hope your well-being uh, is in is in the best possible condition. Get out, enjoy your friends, your family, have a great meal, uh, read a great book, watch a great show, a movie. Uh, just stretch your legs, get off the grind, enjoy time with your family and friends. I will be having a Reese's Big Cup, maybe the best 90 seconds of any day. Those Big Cups, they are pure freaking magic. And uh, that's a way that I momentarily get off the big cup. I, I undo the wrapper. I, I unpeel, you know, the tight, the, 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 the tight black shell and, and, and get that and get that chocolate out and that big cup. Oh, it's just so thick and rich and beautiful. It is the two great tastes that taste great together, especially when the thickness is better. Okay. Uh, that's how I get away from the craziness. And I'm generally looking at some art, looking at a picture, a book, uh, uh, a picture book. I'm just, I'm enjoying my comics. I'm eating the good candy. The sensation is hitting me again. It's, it's generally a 90 second endeavor, but it's great. And, and, and I encourage whether it's junk food, a great time out with your wife, your kids, your family, your friends, a lunch, go to a food hall like I did in Brooklyn. I uh, just get, just, just, just change it up. 
have your cheat meal, cheat day, cheat experience, and get off the grind, get off the 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 the, the mill that just uh, it, it overwhelms all of us. It's a burden. So make time for you. That's what I'm trying to say. I am rooting for you. Boom, fist bump through this mic. Please take care of yourself. We're rooting for you. Please come back again. I cannot wait to to, to share more time with you. We will absolutely, inevitably talk again real soon.